Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week we welcome Alexis Hillard to the podcast. Alexis created a YouTube series called Stump Kitchen, which showcases her cooking talents as a vegan, gluten-free chef who has a limb difference. She's funny, she's an advocate, and we talk about her work with the Lucky Finn Project, being a mom, and even more. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hi. Hi, Alexis. How are you? How are you? I'm good. It seems like you're inside. Yes, I, uh, yes, I found a room that was like not too bad and your condition's not on in here. So yeah, hopefully it's okay. (laughs) Awesome. Well, a heat wave is not the most ideal situation, huh? (laughs) Mm -mm, Not at all, but hopefully it'll be done in a couple of days. So if I start sweating, you know why. I'm already sweating a little bit, lol. It's okay. I have my air conditioner off too because it makes a lot of noise and I'm sweating. So we'll just have to sweat together. It's okay. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on. I started following you on TikTok and I, I was drawn to your personality and your confidence and for lack of better terms, your silliness and... I think that's why a lot of people start following you. So you were born with a limb difference. Mm -hmm. And so you're missing your left hand. Mm -hmm. And from what I've gathered, there's like a few different um, types of limb differences. There's like a few different categories. So Yeah. yeah, a lot of the people that I've seen have different types of limb differences Mm -hmm. and they're all different and unique. And so yeah. you're missing your left hand, but you do have like fingers right I from do. your Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like just fingers that never had a chance to fully develop. They're just kind of like what your finger buds would look like as they start to develop when you're inside the womb. And uh, yeah, it's like a condition they think it's called amniotic banding syndrome. They think that's what happened where a little bit of amniotic tissue can get wrapped around a an infant's like legs or arms or other body parts. Um, it can be fatal in some cases. Um, and in this case, it would have just wrapped around my my little tiny hand arm and constricted blood flow and therefore, you know, restricted the growth. So um, that's what they think happened, but they don't really know. Like it, it's really a mystery. Like they have no way of knowing. And I kind of like that. It's kind of like a up in the air thing. So And so from your videos, and I know that you have a YouTube series called Stump Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like you're really confident now. You're on TikTok. Were you always that confident when you were younger? I think for the most part I was, but I definitely had moments. So I had times in elementary school where I would get a lot of questions, a lot of stares. You know, if new kids came to the school, they they were a bit fearful. There was one point in junior high where I was bullied specifically for my arm. It didn't happen often, not nearly as much as a lot of my peers have been bullied for their limb differences or their disabilities. Um, and that really shook me. I think I was like, what? Like people like actually use this against me? Like it was so weird. Um, but I, I... I think what really kind of helped me um, develop a really awesome or, I guess, a solidified sense of self was my sister and I, when we were little, we would play with my arms. So 
she actually named my little hand Bebe um, because she was so small. She was trying to say baby hand and she just said Bebe. So Bebe became this character. And then my other hand, my right hand was Biggie. And they would put on shows and she would laugh and we would just play with them for hours. And it, so it's, it instilled this like beautiful sense of like body awareness and body love and resiliency that I kind of like carried this positive positivity with me throughout my life. So I don't know. I think it was just that cool beginning that like set me off on the right track, I guess. Like I didn't receive a lot of negativity around it in terms of my family messaging. Um, and that's not the case for everyone, which is really not okay. So yeah, but it's been an up and down journey. And then in my adult life, you know, I go through phases of like really loving my body. And then once in a while, just being like tired of people's comments or stares or um, just unsolicited advice or assumption that I can't do something. It's just, it gets tiring. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty great. It sounds like your sister helped you with all that too, which is kind of a really nice thing because I'm, is your sister younger? Yeah. She's a, two and a half years younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure her coming into your family and this was the norm for her. And so she was like, this is it. This is what, what my sister is. And I love it. And it kind of seems like it helped build this unique relationship where you were like, oh, I don't need to necessarily be ashamed because there are so many people who are still ashamed of their bodies. And it's so, so unfortunate because we also have so many people that pick on people and bully people. And it's just such a sad, you know, way of living but it sounds like you, you've been able to also post some stories about your sister and your, your hand. And it's kind of been a beautiful way for other people to, you know, realize we don't need to be ashamed of our bodies, however we look, because we're all different anyway. We're not the same people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the nice thing about kind of personifying my arm is that it like creates this I don't know, um, like a way in for people to like engage with this part of my body that is not very common. And um, it helps them kind of like approach a topic that might be, they might be a bit nervous to. Um, It's just a really beautiful way for me to engage with it. And for others, particularly for kids, you know, if they can meet a little character, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think it's been a really cool, a cool way to engage. And I think for me too, it's a, it's a lovely way to, to relate to my body. I don't know, just make, it makes me laugh too, which is really nice. And, and that's important too. And uh-huh. I know um, I, I was following um, Joseph. I forget his name on social media, but it, he's a little boy. Oh yeah. I tip it out of hand, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it must be also really nice for children nowadays to look up to to you and see that you this is your life and you've created a YouTube series and you know do you ever realize that maybe you are now the person that is inspiring younger children yeah and it's it's an a huge huge honor and um you know I I think yeah the kids and engaging with the kids and being there for them is incredible but I particularly notice it with um, my interactions with the parents. And so I get a lot of connections with um, families of new babies who have a limb difference or families that have like discovered a limb difference in an ultrasound or something. And 
I they reach out to me or I'm connected to them through somebody or whatever. It's like a huge part of what I do, which is so great. And it's amazing still how little awareness and education there is in some cases. Some people are just like, they're devastated. They don't know what to do. And then I may be the first person they've talked to or seen with a limb difference. Um, and so I feel so lucky and honored to be able to intervene and be like, whoa, 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 it's going to be cool. It's going to be good. In fact, it's going to be awesome. And in, in a lot of cases, I get to really change someone's perspective completely. Cause like the kids, especially once they're like, you know, in kid age, like they're, if they haven't experienced school or too much bullying or anything like that, they're just like, yeah, okay, cool. This is me, whatever. It's, it's usually the adults around them that have the stress of like, ah, my kid, like, you know, um, so usually the kids are just like, cool, cool. And it's the parents that I, I think it's really important to talk about and to talk about possibilities. Um, so yeah, it's just been a wild, wild ride. And uh, it's always special. Like every time I meet somebody in person or online, and it's particularly a kid when they see that we have the same hand or something, it's just like, I don't know, something clicks and you're like, whoa, you're like me. It's just the most powerful experience. And yeah, I love it. And so you created this YouTube series called Stump Kitchen. Yeah. And you utilize your left hand as various kitchen utensils. Yes. And it's vegan um, cooking. So Mm -hmm. tell me how that started. Yeah. So six years ago, I, I was diagnosed with a gluten intolerance. It's also gluten free. And I became a vegan after being a vegetarian for a long time. And I realized that I had to start cooking for myself because, you know, that's just a tricky diet to kind of follow in day to day life. Not so much now, but but I hadn't cooked too, too much in my life. So I was a little nervous, a little apprehensive, not necessarily because of my hand, just because cooking can be a daunting experience when you have just been watching the food network your whole life and everything is so perfect. And, um, so I eventually got into it. I found some simple recipes online. And as I was cooking, I was realizing that naturally I was using my arm, my stump, as I call it, as a tool. So I was like usually using it as a spatula rather than going to get a spatula, or I was using it as a juicer rather than like trying to find a juicer or like using it to mash things. And my partner, Allison, um, was like, that's really cool how you do stuff. Like you should film that. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool, cool. But then like I filmed it and put it out there as, as, as dumb kitchen. Um, just thinking, oh, this will be neat. But people really grabbed onto it. They loved it. And when I was editing the footage, I was watching myself have so much joy that I hadn't realized I had been having. Like I was in kind of a a hard transitional time of my life too. And uh, I just saw myself um, having so much fun and I captured it. And so the the filming and the editing really supported my well-being. So it became a really easy thing to continue doing. And now here we are, <laughs> like from YouTube to TikTok to Instagram to, you know, meeting people all over the world. And uh, it's just a wonderful journey. It's such a beautiful thing to also be able to look at something that you create and see yourself in a whole different light and and realize, oh my gosh, look at what I can do without even thinking about it, right? There was no pressure. It's so beautiful. And then mm-hmm. 
I know in 2016 and 2018, you got the best food blog in view view magazine. That's incredible. And then (laughs) you also became the, the first ambassador, the first Canadian ambassador for the lucky Finn project. Mm-hmm. which is also a beautiful organization that I don't think enough people know about. How did you get involved with the Lucky Finn Project? So, okay, that's a funny story. There was one day um, near closer to the beginning of my stump kitchen uh, career, I guess. I was at work. I had posted something on Instagram. I was at work. And then I checked it again after work. And I had like 300 new followers. And I was like, what the heck? And I had checked and I saw, I saw that Lucky Finn had shared one of my posts and I was like, excuse me, who are you? So I like stalked the organization. I got in touch and they were just like, you're so rad. You should come to the, one of our, um, like our annual getaways, our annual um, Lucky Finn weekends. And I was like, yes. So I went down to the, to my first Lucky Finn weekend. I did a big activity with the kids. I had the time of my life. I was crying. It was so good. And um, I just stayed engaged and I stayed involved. Um, and uh, I was one of, there are Canadian folks that do go, but I was, you know, in the minority there for sure, uh, which is really cool to represent Canada. And um, yeah, I think the second year after that, they had a discussion about asking me to be an ambassador. And I was like, heck yeah. So yeah, now I just get to do things a bit more officially and you know, get, get connected with more families and outreach, you know, to the Lucky Finn chapter here in Canada. So yeah, it was, it's really, really great to be a part of. Wow. And so when did you first start with the Lucky Finn project? That was like 2017, right? That sounds right. Like it was early on. Um, yeah, it feel like just yesterday, but it was a while ago. And so when you started, it was started by Molly Stapleman because her daughter was born with a Lucky Finn. Yeah, her daughter is Ryan, which I actually saw you guys do a live video on Instagram. I don't know, two weeks ago. Yeah, at one of their like conventions that they had. Yeah, it was their annual Lucky Pin weekend. You got it. Mm -hmm. So, how old was Ryan when you first met her? Oh my goodness, Uh, like nine or something. No, is that right? She was little, just little, little. Because she looks like a, you know, adult now. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I think she was like, she, nine, ten, nine. I'm not sure. I'd like, me and time, I have no idea. But it must be incredible, not only for her, but for you to like, be able to meet these young children and then watch them grow and develop and be mm-hmm. confident in their bodies with this nice community that you guys have built together. Yeah, it's what I would want for every every child um, everywhere, you know, whether that's a child with a limb difference or, you know, a child experiencing something that is, you know, maybe outside the quote-unquote norm or whatever. I think everybody deserves that kind of community. And um yeah, the energy there, it's like you can feel it. You can grab it out of the air and you just want to eat it. It's just so good. <laughs> it, it's so funny because I I guess not funny, it's more sad with this world, but I think about the Lucky Finn Project and I think of other organizations that I've interviewed and how these children and these adults all have this community where they're all, even if they have a different limb difference, 
there's mm-hmm. still this, you know, in this nice community of we're all the same, we can all feed off of each other, learn from each other. And it's like, there is no normal thing. Like there's no normal body. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would be so magical if the whole world was like that and was just like, oh, let's accept everyone for who they are. And at least you guys are building this beautiful organization and with Stump Kitchen really showing that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where you come from. We can all be okay with who we are. So mm-hmm. what is what is the next step for you with Stump Kitchen or just in general? Well, that's a great question. I think just continuing to grow, reach more people. Um, I think as you were saying about that, you know, building that community and having people that are the same, or maybe even better said, like sharing similar experiences. Cause as you said, we're all different where none of us are really the same, but we share experiences. And I think through this community and um, through connecting with people, we are, it's like, we're building resiliency and we're building educational experiences that we can take into our lives for, you know, maybe when we do experience negativity um, or if we do feel like we're in the position to maybe um, support or teach someone something, um, we can, we have those tools and we don't like, it's not always, you know, my job to teach about limb different. Oh, well, you know what? I kind of made it my job really. So I'm not a good example, but like (laughs) for me, it is my job. But like it's not everyone's job out in the world to teach others about themselves. Um, but yeah, it's like we're giving ourselves the language and the permission to like be our full selves. And the more that I think the more that other folks see us comfortable in our own skin, then that gives them a chance to be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, cool. And like, I don't know, ask questions and learn and grow. Like, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say, but just. I feel like it's just making a more powerful, energetic space that we're, you know, creating more space for ourselves in a way. Yeah, I I think that that's great. I think that even having the yearly conventions and Uh different ways for these young adults to learn because high school is hard, middle school is hard, elementary school can be hard. And so you have a nice way of showcasing even to the little kids that are watching some kitchen mm-hmm. all the way to probably adults and parents watching it to say, look at what I can do. And this is your normal life. And how does it feel also to be a mom of a, a young child mm. be able to do all these amazing things and show your child nothing can stop you only you can stop yourself it's amazing because you know just instinctively I've been interacting with Joven you know using Beba as a character like I did with my little sister and so Joven will be like you know if they're doing something and they want me to watch some, sometimes now they're just like Bebe, come look. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you want Bebe? You don't want me? This is so cute. Um, and so that's been so special. And another really cool thing, um, I think I made a, I wonder if I made a, an Instagram post about this. I don't know. But there was one time that Joven was drinking a drink. And I often in my left, in my left, like my left arm, I will hold things in my elbow mm-hmm. because that's kind of how I hold stuff in that arm. And so Joven was just like by themselves, like trying to hold a water glass like this and like trying to drink it just like mama. And afterwards, my partner was like, oh, 
that's a really beautiful way to drink. And they were like, yeah, my bebe. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, my heart. So um, yeah, like that, it's just been such an honor. Um, and to watch Joven meet other people who might, um, you know, like they've met other people with limb differences and um, seen other people in the world and just watching them take all that in with, you know, coming from the the lens of a family who has somebody that, that looks quote unquote different, I guess. I don't know. I just think it's a really, really lovely gift to have this in the family and to watch them go through this with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, that sounds, I mean, beautiful. And what a, a normal moment for them of just like exploring their bodies in different ways that other children might not have ever thought to do. And, and that's kind of a really unique way of living, of just being like, this is my organic life yeah, and I'm going to try this. And oh my gosh, it works or doesn't work for me. And just the exploration that they have is just beautiful. Yeah. It's very, very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm so excited that you took time out of your heat wave to come <laughs> on and chat with me. I, I don't want to keep you too long because I want you to be able to cool off a little bit. But thank you so much, Alexis. This was really informative. And I think that Stump Kitchen is just such a creative, fun way to showcase yourself and your yeah. beautiful outlook on life. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was such a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, enjoy your day. Hopefully you cool off a little and I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.